0: We ain't nobody's fool. No. we shaking up the it's system. The Rewrite unwritten rules. Oh, come on. We speak, the world all this listen. Listen, listen up, we shine and rise. We up, we up, we up. The Amanda Seal Show. Seal it, y'all. We up, we up, we up, we up. Yes, we ain't nobody's fool. We ain't nobody's sucker. Have Happy Black History Month as we continue to celebrate right here at the Amanda Seals Show. I am Amanda Seals. Nails, what up with you?
1: What's happening? Happy Black History Month to you, too.
0: Happy Thirsty Thursday. Um,
1: yeah, you better talk that talk. <laughs> you better talk that talk.
0: <laughs> but, you know, it is what it is. And uh, we are happy to be here with y'all on another lovely day of breathing and Watching Florida descend into madness. Uh, tell us about what's going on in Black Eyed News.
1: <laughs> mind you, this hey, is days I, I think after
0: that I had to turn the corner that way. Sorry, because I, I just I saw the news story and was like, "Really? I didn't even know." Okay, go ahead.
1: Florida again, and, and mind you, this is days after we just talked about Ron DeSantis trying to get into law this permitless uh, concealed carrying down mm-hmm. in Florida throughout mm-hmm. the entire state. It was another shooting. In Florida, at least 11 people were wounded down in Lakeland. So
0: I want to say something real quick, though, that when we see wounded, our first instinct is like, oh, they didn't die. Okay, Mm -hmm. they didn't die. But wounded can mean a number of things and can have, of course, incredibly uh, difficult lasting effects. So let's not... Undermine the the immensity of this being another mass shooting by the fact that there were no fatalities. Uh, so we will get into that. Um, what else we got going on?
1: Well, we also know that this year's Super Bowl will be the first year. Featuring two black quarterbacks starting, but did you know there's another first in this year's Super Bowl?
0: I did not. I found this out this morning, and you guys need to stick around to find out what the other first is in this Super Bowl. It's it's a, it's a it's another first. It ain't a black first, okay, but it's a first. And I feel like uh, it's it's actually fascinating that this could even definitely. happen, right? It is. Yeah, okay. definitely. Um, speaking of sports, Steph Curry and his wife. Oppose multi family housing on a property next to his mansion. They said safety and privacy for us and our kids continues to be our top priority.
1: I can't wait to hear what you guys say. I, I can't wait well, to hear what you guys
0: say. Okay, well, we're going to get into that because there's a lot of implications that are made with this statement right here, so we're going to break it down. Also, we're going to get into some relationship talk, as we love to do. We love to talk about the relationships. Um, it's time for another round of getting to know Amanda and Nails, and we're going to ask the question, what are your three red flags that you look out for on a first date? Now, of course, you know, I'm a settled, I'm a settled gal now, guys. <laughs> I'm a settled gal now. So I haven't been on a date in a while, but I'll go back in my memory bank and come up with the three folia. I'm going to come up with the three folia. Now, shout out to everybody who is following us on social media at Seals set It. You can go to at Seals set It wherever you get your uh, socials from, whether that's Instagram or Twitter and Black Planet, etc. You can also give us a call, one eight five five AMANDA-8. That's one 262 6328 Start thinking about what your top three red flags are and give us a call and share them with us. Wake up, y'all, because it's time to listen, laugh, and learn. It's the Amanda Seals Show. Everybody, it's a Thursday Thursday right here on this second day of Black History Month. I am Amanda Seals, and shout out to all the black folks out there that are, you know, celebrating by just being your whole black self.
1: unapologetically at that
0: yeah that's it you know i feel like this is the month (laughs) where people are like "Ah, ah, 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 you can't do that it's black history month (laughs) that's real (laughs) um so tell me about what's going on in florida nails what's going on
1: yeah let's shift gears real quick as always something crazy happening in florida we just had another mass shooting down there at least 11 people were wounded down in Lakeland. Now, if you are not familiar with the Florida area and the region, that is between Orlando and Tampa, right down I-4. And uh, this being said from the police chief over in Lakeland, he was saying that this was a targeted attack, a drive-by. Two of the 11 victims were listed in critical condition uh, and very serious injuries from their shooting, including a man who was shot in the face and another one was shot in the abdomen. So uh, this is, and mind you, this is days after Concealed carrying was presented by the governor of Florida where people wouldn't have to get a permit to carry their guns. Now,
0: now here's the thing, you know, when we hear about mass shootings, I think a lot of us just consider mass shootings to be like these places where like someone will come in and just shoot at will, you know, for no real understandable reason until we find that there's a motive that's, you know, white supremacist related or, Mm -hmm. you know, there was a personal reason that the man went into the dance school in Monterey, California. So, I think um, we don't realize that they consider any shooting, I think to my knowledge, if any, it involves over three people, they consider it a quote unquote mass shooting. So when you see like somebody shooting up a club, um, even if it's they shot one person, but it ends up becoming a shootout, that becomes called a mass shooting. Right. Mm. Um, In this situation, there were clear targets. But then, of course it ended up involving a bunch of people because of the nature of how it went down and it becomes a mass shooting. And I don't know what this looks like some drug mess or.
1: Yeah, there were four suspects and uh, they said their faces were covered. They're still looking for them, but the police say they have some uh, credible leads that are promising. So this look like, just like you said, some drug stuff could be some gang stuff. Who knows? Right. I mean, this
0: business of shooting on the highway is wild, you know, and it really, of course, again, just, demonstrates how little people care about life and other people's lives besides the people that they are trying to harm. So uh, sending some some love and some uh, healing out because those are very serious injuries that those folks have suffered. Now, what else mm-hmm. do we got going on? Let's lift the spirits up. What else do we got going on?
1: Well, this is going to lift a lot of spirits, especially mamas out there that love their baby boys. This is some history being made at the Super Bowl um, when the Eagles and the Chiefs play each other. Mama Kelsey, Donna Kelsey, right? She's going to be the first mom to have two sons play each other in the Super Bowl. Uh, Jason and Travis Kelsey, both of them playing for both teams um, on offense, so they won't be on the field at the same time. But this Sunday, that, that Kelsey family might have to wear... Some some green and some silver and then some red and some white because both of their sons, they got to pick a side.
0: Well, I saw a picture of the mom and she has like this jersey that's constructed of both Eagles and Cardinals jerseys, right? Um, uh, no, the same? Chiefs. <laughs> Sorry, y'all. <laughs> it's constructed of both Eagles and Chiefs jerseys. So it's like a patchwork, you know, to show like oh, I love do. both my sons. But I really wonder, OK, somebody got to win what is thanksgiving like you know because if you the son that won i feel like you never are gonna stop gloating about that you're gonna be like i need the biggest leg i need the biggest plate i need this i need you to make my plate you (laughs) lost you lost bro you lost (laughs) but what a what a real payoff for taking your kids to pop Warner football every weekend right like i'm sure it was probably like dang i gotta take these kids i gotta take these kids well This is what can happen. So shout out to her. That's some great news. And uh, I hope she's not racist because I really be feeling like every time I see a story about a white person these days, I think to myself, wow, I hope they're not racist.
1: One of her songs is the one who always get the little fade, like he get a little black haircut. So who
0: knows? Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? (laughs) knows? Promising. Thank you, Mills, for dropping that in. Dropping that in. Now, next up, uh, they may not be racist, but some might consider this a bit classist. NBA star Steph Curry and his wife, Aisha, are against a multi-family development near their $30 million mansion. And we've got the details. Stick around right here to the Amanda Seals Show. The Amanda Seals Show. We up, we up, we up. Welcome back. This is the Amanda Seal Show. I'm your favorite comedian and common sense specialist, Amanda Seals. Hanging what out here that? with DJ Snort? I think I just snorted. What was that, that was at? a snort. That was a snort. <laughs> I thought you moved the microphone a little bit. I was. <laughs> I told myself that was a snort. Okay, so now you- tell us what's going on with this. This, 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 this is a this is the kind of story that got Dave Chappelle into a little trouble a couple of years yeah. back. So it's a similar situation. So catch us up.
1: Which it makes me interested in hearing your opinion on this. So Steph Curry and Aisha Curry, um, there was a multifamily development being proposed to be built next to where they live at. And they went against it. You know, uh, he ended up sending out well, they said, a joint statement right before this meeting, objecting the establishment of this multifamily uh, housing property right next to their mansion, saying this. Well, we hesitate to add to not in our backyard, literally rhetoric, but we wanted to send a note before today's meeting. And they also said safety and privacy for us and our kids continues to be our top priority. And one of the biggest reasons we chose to live in basically this neighborhood. Now, me personally feeling like I understand why they wanna say their safety is a concern for this, but these are homes that may be affordable housing for families who are less fortunate, right? And uh, Aisha and Steph Curry—is
0: that they, what it is? That's what I'm assuming. That. I'm just, see, that's right. The thing. I don't know what it really means when they say multifamily development, other than like, is right. this apartments? Is this is this affordable housing? They're trying to build a project. I don't. I can't imagine that that's what they're trying to do. I feel like it probably is something more like a condo situation.
1: Mm, I could see that, but I could also see like why Steph Curry then would be, and and I think that's why they say that they don't want to have it there because it's they're unsure. Is it going to be apartments? Is it going to be condo? those. It's going to be affordable housing. They don't know what it's going to be, so they're just trying to protect their privacy. I get it.
0: I mean, I don't know that they don't know. I do know that I think there's something to be said for the fact that there is an incredibly critical housing crisis in this nation um, and that people don't have homes. And I think, you know, There's something to be said for the fact that if you can afford a $24 million home, then there's going to be a certain level of security already in place. (laughs) So I'm not sure why this home would end. I'm not sure why that type of building would infringe upon their safety. I think that's the part for me. That's confusing. Like, do they feel like, well, because there's more people there, then they'll be able to see them coming and going. And that makes them unsafe or that makes them feel like they would be more of a target. Maybe that's what it is. But I'm also curious to know just in that type of scenario, um, to your point, like, is it affordable housing or is it an apartment building or is it a condo situation, etc.? Because I feel like it's kind of odd that they would build that in the middle of a subdivision. So I'm also curious about, like, how close is this actually to their house, right? Mm. Because mm. that's also a thing. Listen, I was looking at a house at one point that was, like, next to a Hindu temple, but it was behind a trailer park, but it was like on the road to Malibu. So, like, you know, some <laughs> everywhere (laughs) like you just this housing thing is is its own thing so anywho well I'm curious to hear hear more about that and sometimes people don't want people to do this because they think it's going to lower the property value of their home that's the other part Mm -hmm. exactly well, we got high property value over here at the Amanda Seal Show. We are very proud to be taking up time on your timeline. So make sure you stick around. We got Getting to Know Amanda and Nails coming up where we're going to answer the question What are your top three red flags to look out for on a first date? Stick around. See Amanda Seal. She Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we
1: up. Almost to the weekend on the Amanda Seal Show. It is time for Getting to Know Amanda and Nails. All right, so. Today's getting to know Amanda and Nail's question fits in the relationship category. A lot of people still struggle with this and put the blinders on when they're dating. So what are three red flags you look out for on a first mm. date? That's the question mm. today, Amanda. I'm going to let you go first. I, mean, I know you I know you locked down right now, but when Amanda was out
0: <laughs> Well, let's go back and forth. Let's go back
1: and forth. Okay, all right. So I'll so, tell
0: you my first one. Okay. My first one is... When someone says they haven't been to therapy, that's the first one for me. And I mean, I wish I had asked that question er- earlier in my career, in my, not my career, I mean, in my dating life. But um, that, that question right there, when someone says they haven't been to ther- therapy or when they like respond repulsively to it, right? When it's like, Ugh,
2: therapy, oh, therapy, hell wow. no. Nah,
0: that's, mm, 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 flag, flag mm-hmm. on the play. Black, like I, I, watch,
1: I watch I watch a woman's response when I ask her, How's her relationship with her family? If mm. if she says something like, Oh, I don't mess with my family, I have to find out the reasons why. Okay. If I was going to say, messy, Don't write that
0: all the way off because I don't like my family. And I'm right, so but, cool. but
1: if your family's messy, and you don't mess with them, okay, good, I I get it. Ah. But if your family's like a wholesome family and you just get annoyed by your family just loving you so much and being (laughs) always so concerned about you, then I'm like, all right, now I gotta start thinking about things here.
0: Okay, I have another red flag. When you ask somebody about themselves, what do they choose to share with you? So, like, if somebody, like, when you ask them about themselves, like, so, like, what do you, like, what do you like about yourself, right? Because first dates are weird, right? So, you kind of never mm-hmm. know what type of conversation happens. But I've definitely had just kind of these, like, questionnaire conversations, <laughs> even though we <he laughs> yeah, not doing a questionnaire. Sure. But it's like, oh, like, tell me about yourself. What Like, it's less about what does somebody like about themselves, but, like, what do you want someone to know about you? Tell me about yourself, right? Mm-hmm. And... I remember going on a date with a dude and I was like, tell me a story. And his story that he chose to tell me was about how when he was in boarding school, him and his boy used to charge their boys to to use their room to sleep with girls. And they would base the charge on how fine they felt the girl was.
2: Oh, wow.
0: And I was like, that's the story that you chose to tell me about yourself? (laughs) Like, that was the opening tale? All right. But that was red flag number two.
1: I got, uh, my second one is, is she materialistic? Does she worry Mm -hmm. about everything else she got over the things that really matter in life? That's my second red flag right there.
0: The second red, that's a big one because if you, if they're really on that and you're not on that, then we already aren't aligned. Facts. I would say my third red flag was really when someone didn't like what they did for a living. Like, mm. um, and there was another kind of part of that where I feel like whenever I would hear people kind of like fantasize about, like, man, if I could just da 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 da, and it was like, but w- what's stopping you? Right. Mm-hmm. And that was a red flag because anytime I met somebody like that, it always ended up coming to pass that they felt some type of way about me living my dream and them not living theirs.
3: Oh. Every feeling, time. I can name three under
0: different cheese. relationships. Mm-hmm. I can name three different relationships. And what's Damn. your last red
1: flag? Uh, my last red flag is um, if she's concerned about her likes and comments on Instagram and social media. No!
2: I can't
1: do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. <laughs> The days when social media was an escape from the real world, now the real world is an escape from social media.
0: Say that. <laughs> Y'all, what are your red flags? Call us up, call us up, and tell me what are your red flags. Because, baby, your red flags can help share with somebody so that they can now get those red flags out of the way. So, let's be a community of red flag knowledge. <laughs> Hit us up, 1 855 Amanda 8. That's 1 855 262 6328. Stick around, we got more for you right here at The Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. back to the Amanda Seals Show. I am Amanda Seals, and I'm joined by the Florida Man.
1: Yeah, I'm Nails, and if you're just joining the show, thank you so much for listening to the Amanda Seals Show. Now, we're asking you to give us your top three red flags. We just did a little bit about our three red flags if it came to dating. Amanda's locked down, but she just gave us, you know, her red flags when she was out in these streets. Now, what are yours? 855-AMANDA-8, 855 262 Sixty-three twenty-eight. us You want to go to the phone lines now, Amanda? Let's do it.
3: Hi, Amanda. Hi, Nails. It's Indigo from Philly. Listen, I have three red flags. This is just three of the many, but one of the big ones for me is how someone treats the servers um, if we're dining out. And not just the server at the table, but other people as well, because it kind of tells me a little bit about their Humility factor. Another red flag is I really listen intently to when they express how they felt about their past relationship. If the other person is always at fault and they never take responsibility, mm. big red flag. And one of my mm-hmm. other top is the conspiracy theorist. I understand conspiracy theories, but some people get upset and sideways about a bubble in a bottle of water. It's the government and the aliens' fault, and that, I mean it's just taking it too far on everything. Uh, that's just three of many. I hope your listeners can agree. You guys are doing a great job. I'm enjoying the show. Keep going. It's awesome. Love to Thank hear it. Love you to hear it. Love <laughs> to hear that,
0: that conspiracy one is a great one. Because that's one that I feel like in recent time, especially with like the vaccine and COVID, etc. Like yes. that can definitely be... A definer of like is this is gonna work or not. You know what I mean? If you if you out on a date and someone starts talking some QAnon maga stuff, like baby, we uh, we got
3: to we cut can't it. have no conversation. <laughs> we got to cut
0: it? No, I love that. I love her red flags. The server one—that's a real one, right there.
1: I didn't even think about that, but that is one that I normally always have on my checklist. Like, yo, are they gonna tip or how nice are they? Because you know, I always love having a woman around. Like, you know, if I ask for. Let's say I ask for pepperoni pizza and they bring out, you know, sausage pizza ma'am, ma'am. How do they respond to that? Because, you know, a lot of women, go, they're going to go up from zero to 100. But some women, they're nice about it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're nice about it. Well, we are nice about it, and we love that you all are nice about calling and sharing with us. So make sure you hit us up. We want to hear about your red flags, okay? Because I know y'all got red flags that you are definitely putting out the radar for. And when you share them with people, that just elevates their capability to see those red flags, too. And we are a Community here at the Amanda Seal Show. Hit us up one eight five five amanda 8 That's 1855-262-6328. When we come back, let's talk about how a school lunch worker mm-hmm, was caught stealing millions of dollars of wings. Didn't we just the other day talk about a school lunch worker slipping edibles to the kids? What is going on yeah. in the lunchroom? We'll get into it right here on the show at Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. We ain't Here at the Amanda Seals Show. I'm Amanda Seals, your favorite comedian and neighborhood common sense specialist, joined by the homie
1: DJ Nails. Happy Black History Month to you, you, and you listening right now to the Amanda Seals Show.
0: Because I'm black, y'all. You're some black, y'all. You're some black, the black, because I'm black, y'all. You're some black, the black, the black, because I'm black, y'all. you yes, some black, yes, black, y'all. Contrary to popular belief, you know, there are people who just love trying to try and tell me I'm not black nails. Like, this is like a constant. <laughs>
1: I, I, I've straightened somebody on Instagram before. i managed to man, it seems not. Then what are, you is I? <laughs> <laughs> are you serious? Are you serious? <laughs>
0: I'd be like so confused. I have to at least once a quarter, okay, maybe not once a quarter, but at this point, it's like buy. By uh, twice a year I have to put up Pictures of my parents So people can just STFU. <laughs> like this is my Black mother And this is my Black father Now STFU. Thank you Moving forward But uh, nonetheless uh, <laughs> Even though they're On that I'm on this And we are here With Black History Month 365 days of the year It's 366 sometimes On the leap year And uh, we got Black here news For you Monday Through Friday Like right now What do we got to talk uh, about?
1: First story is going to be In an opinion article Posted up on TheGriot.com There's a writer, Michael Harriet. He said that, yes, black cops can be uh, racist. And this is in reference to the five black officers charged in the murder of Tyree Nichols. So we'll break that down this hour.
0: Well, when they started calling themselves blue, you know, like that was a whole different race. You know, like we not white, we black, we blue. Then it's like, well, then, yes, blue can be racist towards black. So we're going to get into that. What else we got going on?
1: More crazy stuff happening at the school. A couple days ago, we talked about a lady selling edibles to students at the cafeteria. This time, a school worker's being charged with stealing $1.5 million worth of, get this, chicken wings. I got to know the motive. We got (laughs) to find out
0: the motive. I got to know. Was this ahead of a Super Bowl game party that was coming up? <laughs> no. <laughs> Stick around to find out, y'all. Stick around to find out. Also, this is a scary story, y'all. Three Detroit rappers are missing. After their show was canceled, it's been almost two weeks, and it's kind of trippy and wild. So we're going to get into that when we come back. We also got The figgle, figgle. and The
3: Let Down.
0: So find out who's going to get the props and who's going to get the blows right here on today's show. Remember, if you don't get to hear the whole show, you don't got to miss out. You can go wherever you get your podcasts and type in The Amanda Seal Show, and we will... Pop right up and you can take a listen and make sure you don't miss anything. All right. We got more for you right here. Listen, laugh and learn with us. It's the Amanda Seals show. Welcome back, y'all. This is the Amanda Seals show. I'm Amanda Seals, a comedian and common sense specialist. And it's going to really show up in this story right here. Uh, Nails, can you, just, yeah. can you just set this up for us real quick?
1: Yeah, I would love to set this up because I would love to hear <laughs> you break it down. Uh, in an opinion article posted on the Um, writer Michael Harriet, he says, yes, black cops can be racist. And I would love for you, because this is your wheelhouse right here, to break this down for us so eloquently in the Amanda Seals way.
0: Well, first I will say that I have never been a fan of Michael Harriet since he showed my special, I be knowing, and said that I wasn't ready for, to do a special. But actually, my special is bomb. So if you want to check it out, you can go to HBO Max and type in I Be Knowing and get your I Be Knowing on because I really do be knowing. I be knowing now back to the lecture at hand. I agree with Michael Harriet when he says that black cops can be racist, but people are like, okay, well, how can a black person be racist against another black person? And I hear y'all on that. The uniqueness in this situation is he's specifically talking about black hops. Now, what he says is many white people have bought into a manufactured definition of racism that includes intent, hatred, and Jesus knowing, quote unquote, what's in their heart. He says, while I have never subscribed to the theory that black people can't be racist, I understand why black people believe power is a necessary component of racism. He goes on to say, the Marion webster definition of racism is the systemic oppression of a racial group to the social, economic, and political advantage of another. He says, this... This is how white supremacy works. It is no logic. It has principles, no values. It's not about rules. It's not about anything other than keeping that power. And that's how policing works. And people were upset at me. Some people were upset at me when I said on my Instagram that I feel like a lot of times when black cops come into the force, they shed their connection to their blackness in Mm -hmm. pursuit of the priority of the blueness of being a part of this thug gang called the police. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes it shows up in how they treat other black people with more terror, with more violence than even their white counterparts, because at the end of the day, they can delude themselves as much as they want to, but the reality is, you still black, brother. And when they kind of throw somebody in front of the game, they're going to put you out there first. Well, so there you have it on that, and you know, we're going to keep talking about these cops because we got to because they are ever present at this point in the madness. Speaking of madness, what's ever present seems like madness in the school cafeteria. <laughs> what is this now about someone stealing Wang's nails? Catch us up.
1: Yeah, a school worker was charged with stealing 1.5 million dollars worth of chicken wings. Now, I need to find out what brand of chicken wings these is because I got a little to go to for the Super Bowl. But uh, a Chicago area school district official has been charged with the theft of $1.5 million worth of food, and that is mostly chicken wings. Her name's Vera Lydell, 66 years old, and she's being held in a Cook County jail on $150,000 bond. This is nuts, Amanda. Um,
2: I'm
1: wondering, like, (laughs) have they added it up. They let her just keep taking stuff or did she just make this an order and shipped it somewhere? What?
0: (laughs) It looks like there was a mid-year audit that found that the district was $300,000 over its annual food service budget, even though they had only gone through halfway of the academic year. And then they started to follow the money and they started seeing invoices for massive quantities of chicken wings, an item that was never served to students because they contain bones. Now, my question becomes, Vera, what were you doing with the wings? I hope... She had started a side business and was selling the wings, and because that money can help bail her out of jail. Cause golly, and Vera sixty six. Let me tell you, AJ nothing but a number. Uh, Vera was doing the goddamn thing, but I don't know. I mean, more than eleven thousand cases of chicken wings were ordered. Eleven thousand cases. Man. Also, again, like we said with the story of the woman putting the edibles in the school lunches. Why did you think you wasn't gonna get caught? <laughs> like, come on, Vera. 11,000 cases? Like, you got to be a little bit more surreptitious with it than that. I just need you to be a little bit more on the low ski woski. Well, they don't serve chicken wings in prison neither. So, I mean, <laughs> you feel me? All Hello. right. Now, speaking of crazy situation after crazy situation after crazy situation, three Detroit rappers are missing after their show was canceled. We got details next on The Amanda Seals
2: Show. The Amanda Seals Show. We up, we up, we up. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning their chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The Mick Crispy, only at McDonald's. Ba da ba ba ba.
0: Welcome back, y'all, to the Amanda Seals Show. Oh, man. (sighs) Craziness, craziness going on, Nails. Craziness. I'm Amanda Seals, if you didn't know. Um, Tell us about what's going on in the
1: D. This is weird. Um, There's three D joint rappers they're missing uh, after their show was canceled, and they've been missing for 10 days since their scheduled performance. Um, Armani Kelly, who's 28. Another one, Dante Wicker, who's 31. And another one, uh, Montoya Givens, 31 years old. All associates, all were scheduled to perform at a club in Detroit on January 21st. And it looks like a commander of major crimes up in Detroit was saying, quote, it's our it's our understanding that the performance got canceled. And from there, we just got a whole bunch of lot of unanswered questions that we're trying to find out. And the mother of one of the victims the next day made a report Of the missing person, saying that the mother became very proactive in the investigation and started searching for her uh, through uh, in her vehicle. Like this is this is sounding like some I don't know some like collateral type of stuff going on. I don't know. I might be jumping ahead in this investigation, but
2: I mean it just sounds
0: crazy. I mean, and the car was found in Warren, which anybody who knows Detroit knows that Warren ain't nowhere you want to find a car when it's associated with missing people because Warren is is, is a doozy of a, of a spot. The mom said, you know, that we need help. If somebody knows something we're asking, please call and share that information with us. It's three men. Three. Three of them gone? Just like that? They ain't in Mexico. So hopefully they'll be found, safe, and sound. But I wasn't sure if it was that they had canceled the show and then went missing, or if the show had got canceled and then they were missing. I will say this, though. Crime in Detroit is through the roof. And when it comes to rap life these days, it's very rare that I, I... Let me not say that. I just feel like far too often, I'm seeing rappers who are rapping as a side piece to the actual mm-hmm. street stuff that they be doing. I hope that's not the case with these guys, but, you know, we get, we see so much of those two worlds colliding these days because folks want to live the life they're rapping around or rap the life they're living about, right? Yeah. So, uh, we'll keep you posted on what ends up happening with this, but it, it, it's not looking good and I am very concerned about how this is going to turn out and just, you know, how it applies to the whole... Of it all. So if anybody's in Detroit and wants to call us up and, and tell us what's going on, because you know people on the ground, they be knowing. They be knowing way more than we find out in the news. So hit us up. Now, next up, we got the big up, we got the let down right here on the Amanda Seal show. So stick around and find out who we're going to give props to and who's going to get the blow. The Amanda Seal show. We up, we up, we up. It's time for
1: the
3: Big Up Letdown on The Amanda Seal Show. Big up, big up, let down. Big up,
1: big up, let down. All right, it is time for the Big Up and the Letdown. Amanda is about to salute somebody and give somebody a big L. Who you starting off with today, Amanda?
0: Y'all, today's Big Up, Big Up goes to the Dolphins. that's my dolphin sound. Okay, dolphins are back in the Bronx River, y'all. I just pictured Fat Joe riding a dolphin. For the first time (laughs) in several decades, healthy dolphins have been spotted in the Bronx River. Now, for those who don't know, the Bronx River has been considered an open sewer years. A large part of this is because like huge amounts of industrial waste have been dumped into the New York City waterway for the past two centuries. Dolphins were among the several species that had been driven out by the pollution, but last week, for the first time in years, they made a return. And y'all know I love me some wildlife. They were spotted at Starlight Park an area in the Bronx has previously been unused development land, and it's been restored with vegetation and picnic areas and playgrounds and more. And according to the Parks Department, this is the first time dolphins have made their way up to the Bronx since 2017. So what this means, though is it's a very powerful natural indicator that restoration efforts are succeeding. I'm getting like emotional because I really be feeling like not all humans are bad, but there are folks who are like dedicating their lives to like trying to make this world a better place for people like in various ways. And I don't think a lot of folks regard how conservation as it relates to nature, like still does help humans. Like people act like that's not a thing. And it's like, if they're making the water better and the anti-pollution efforts are so effective that dolphins are coming back, then that means that the water's supply is better and the air supply is better and the whole natural state of the Bronx is doing better, which means the people will do better. And that is beautiful and a reminder that we can reverse course and treat nature with the love it deserves. Now, speaking of treating people with the love they deserve, Georgia just don't know how to do that. And that's why it's getting
3: let down.
0: The let down. Georgia is set to become the only state To have work requirements for Medicaid coverage. Y'all, when I tell you these people do not like poor people, they don't even like the people. Governor Brian Kemp announced that the state is going to begin a work for Medicaid program called Georgia Pathways. In July 2023, the program will require low income individuals to complete 80 hours of work or volunteering in order to qualify for Medicaid coverage. When are they gonna find the time to do that? When, how? And it's gonna set up Georgia as a test case for a work provision that has been proposed by several states and struck down in federal courts by the Biden administration. But this is yet another example of poor folks, also folks in poverty, being compounded one more time by people who live in an ivory tower With things that prevent them from having the same access to rights as people with money. Why is it that money should be the only thing that allows you to have access to healthcare? That has access to good food? When I do my shows, Smart, Funny and Black, I make sure that there are seats available in the front row for the lowest price of the ticket count. Because I don't think that having the most money should be the only indicator of why you get to see the show in the best seat in the house. Maybe you just are punctual and you've been paying attention that the tickets went on sale today. And so you're going to snatch that up. This is the type of thing that really just gets my goat because it really is enshrouded in classism. And it be these same people that are going to take this L that are going to vote for people like Brian Kemp. That's the part, because whenever you see these MAGA rallies, et cetera, it's all poor white folks and dumb black folks. That's who it be. If you know more about it and you want to talk about it, make sure to hit us up. 1-855-262-6328. That is the big up, big up.
3: and the Let Down. Stick
0: around because next up, we're going to celebrate our history and culture with our segment, Bet You Didn't Know. That's next on The Amanda Seals Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up. we up. we are. We are.
1: We almost to the weekend over here on the Amanda Steele Show, and it is Black History Month. Well, we black 365, but we just super black over here in February. And listen, me and Amanda have been having these conversations on and off the air about red flags, right? So red flags in dating. Like, we already revealed three red flags. What was one of yours, Amanda? One of mine was
0: when somebody is, like, not happy about their work, because I feel like when, they, when you're living your dream and somebody's not happy about their work, they're gonna start to resent you. So that lets me know off top, like, oh, this ain't gonna work.
1: Miserable. And then I was thinking, a lady who focused a lot on her likes and comments on social media. That's a red flag for me.
2: <laughs> Damn.
1: Damn. <laughs>
0: But y'all got some red flags to share with us, so let's hit the phone lines. What's up? Hi, Amanda and Nails. This is kool
3: from Houston. I love that question. And three of my red flags for my first date will be, one, he's asking me where I want to go, which means he didn't plan anything. Ooh. Number two, he's staying on his phone. He's communicating with me, but not looking me oh. in the eye because he's on his freaking phone. And number three, he's trying to get me to a room up to his house on the first night Bruh, pump your brakes. I don't even know you. All right, those are my three red flags. So, ladies, look out.
0: (laughs) That last one—I don't even think that's a red flag. That's like a scorching, flaming flag. Like we just met. (laughs) And you trying to get me somewhere. Listen, listen, thank you Kool-Aid for calling in and sharing your red flags. One of the word flags that someone else called in with that we thought was really good was, uh, you know, watching how they treat the servers at a restaurant. You know, and that gives you an inclination of like their humility level, you know, just their idea of just kindness and just being like basic. I mean, basic levels of kindness can be shown in that setting. So, yep. you know, that also also helps to determine what's a good place to go for a first date where you can even see these red flags. Right. Like in public is a good one. I went on a first date to a restaurant and the brother told me um, he was like, yeah, you know, I wish you would come to the party that me and my peoples were having earlier today. And I was like, yeah, you know, I was hanging out with my friends. So that's why he was like, yeah, do you party? And I was like, what do you, what do you mean? Do I party? I was like, yeah, I, you know, I can have fun. And He was like, no, but like, do you do coke? <laughs>
1: Party, party.
0: (laughs) And I was like, yeah, nah, nah, I don't do that. And he was like, and I was like, I actually think that's kind of lame. And he was, he got so mad and he was like, How dare you make fun of me for my prox— for my adjacency to coke? And I was like, Uh, red flag, Amanda. <laughs> also, the word is not adjacency, it would have been proximity. So that's really what you were trying to say. So that's a whole other red flag because you're not even using words in the right place. But here we go. That's just the way <laughs> it goes. Dating is a wild time, it's a wild, crazy time. Uh, you know what else is a wild, crazy Time living in America, and we're going to talk about it when we come back with some Black Grit News next hour, right here to the Amanda Seal Show. Keep it locked. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. We It's Thursday. Happy Thursday right here at the Amanda Seals Show. I am Amanda Seals joined by DJ Nails who just revealed to me that he is a 80s and 90s classic horror film buff.
1: I love him. I love him. That's scary. It's scary? No, just think about it. Just think about a, a dope Friday night where everything is closed down, right? And you just at the house, you just make yourself some rice crispy treats, make some 90s retro snacks, and then just watch 80s and 90s horror films.
0: No. Like night, I mean, I remember being like unfazed by those movies. And then I saw People Under the Stairs and that was a wrap. Something that oh. about People Under the Stairs shifted in me forever that I cannot watch horror movies. Like that was it. I've never, I never was able to watch it since then.
1: That petrified It was just too real.
0: And it was like black children. You know what I'm saying? It was a black kid. And like, it was just, oh, I'm thinking about it right now. And it's (laughs) tearing me. Let's move on. Let's just
3: move on. (laughs) All
1: right. Our first story, we're going to talk about uh, Senator Ted Cruz says he is not apologizing to Paul Pelosi for tweeting that hammer attack conspiracy theories. Not a surprise.
0: Why are these people so terrible? I'm genuinely curious. I ain't never seen so many terrible people just out here just terrible, being terrible the way they be as these people. Marjorie Taylor Greene also Terrible these people are just horrible people Ugh anyways what's next
1: How old should you be in order To be on social media that is a good Legit question
0: Yes this is a very important Question because I be seeing people giving These kids these phones younger and younger And younger and they get on social media And this is a wild Wild place out here for you to just have Kids man Mm -mm -mm. What else we got
1: well, it's history. Here we go. Will Smith and Martin Lawrence—they announced it. Bad Boys for Life is in production. Well, they're about to start producing it. They—they they already announced that they're going to do it. I'm just jumping the gun. I—I I, I wish it's in Miami. I wish they started it when I was home last week.
0: I mean, what are they? What else is there to do with this franchise? But I—you know what? I guess if Fast and Furious can have like a bajillion movies, why can't Bad Boys? <laughs> right. So, you know what? Let me take that back. Good for them. We're going to get into that a little later. Also, we got a post from Twitter that came to our attention that said natural bodies are for poor females. Well, you know, we we got to address that. And I know y'all gonna have some things to say about it too. So make sure you keep it locked to find out how that conversation goes and make sure that you also follow us on social media at Seals Said It and give us a call. 1-855-AMANDA-8. That's 1-855-262-6328. Listen, laugh and learn with us. It's the Amanda Seals Show. y'all this is the Amanda Seals show I am your favorite comedian and common sense specialist Amanda Seals and shout out to everybody who has been uh, stopping by my Amanda Seals merch store we reopened in honor of Black History Month yesterday and people have been patronizing the store nails people got their smart money in black tees people got their retro Amanda Seals 90s tees they got their I'm not hostile I'm just passionate tees we got a hoodie in there too so you know we're starting small we're starting small we will expand but I appreciate y'all for supporting your girl so go to Amanda Seals and get yours. Now, somebody who needs to get theirs, but for some reason has managed to just continue just to be out here talking madness. Tell me about tender Ted Cruz.
1: Yeah, Senator Ted Cruz of Texas, he said he is not apologizing to Paul Pelosi, who's the husband of former Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi, for tweeting the hammer attack conspiracy theories. Now, we've seen a bunch of people on the right tweet out these conspiracy theories after Paul Pelosi's attack. And then we see the surveillance video that came out that proved all of their conspiracy theories wrong and it was a legit attack on him and the man is still not 100% from this attack. And all these people who, could, who tweeted out these conspiracy theories, Elon Musk, Ted Cruz, Marjorie Taylor Greene and other uh, people in Congress, they're saying, him specifically saying he is not apologizing. Why do people continue to vote for, excuse me, polls like him?
0: Because they're Souls too. And that's the only explanation I can come up with. Cause I can't, even, I just don't understand what the even point of even saying, I'm not going to apologize. is. You could have just been quiet and not said nothing. Right. But the reality yeah. is, is that he always feels the need to insert himself into the news cycle with another example of his low trash cretinous behavior. And here we have another situation. His kids don't even rock with him. Okay, that gonna tell you what it is. When your kids is like, ah, that ain't my daddy. That lets you know. But whatever the case, we do hope that uh, Paul Pelosi heals up. You know, he's an elder and was attacked with a hammer. Those two things don't go well together. So mm-hmm. sending our love and healing to him. Now, when we talk about social media, you know, these guys should not be on social media, by the way. These these politicians, because they always show how terrible they are. I think there's also something to be said for like, what is the age limit for social media, right?
1: Yeah. There's a a story that's uh, floating around right now asking that question exactly, saying 13 is not old enough to be on social media. The United States Surgeon General is saying this.
0: It's too complex. It's too complex. And speaking of complex, like social media is too complex. At this point, we have so much on social media that is blurring the line between real and not real that I feel like having children on there who are young Younger than 16, in my opinion, do not have the awareness, the contextual awareness, the life experience to be able to properly process the things that they're seeing. And mm-hmm. there's so much that you are taking in as a child without social media. It's sensory overload. And then, how, as a parent, can you even manage all of that? Think about when you're scrolling, how many things and images are coming across your eyes. I'm 42. In July, I've already started just settling into that age. I'm 42 in July. I'm seeing things on social media that traumatize me. So imagine like a kid without any context being given. I don't like it. I'm saying 16. What are you saying?
1: I think 16. I think 15. 15. I think 15 is...
0: Well, what do you all think? Give us a call, 1 855 Amanda 8, 1 855 262 6328. What do you think is the age limit for social media? Hit us up. Now, clearly, there's no age limit for Bad Boy films because Will Smith and Martin Lawrence are about to do another one. So (laughs) stick around to The Amanda Seal Show. (laughs) The Amanda Seal Show.
1: We up, we up, we
2: up. McDonald's is not new to chicken.
0: What's good, y'all? Welcome back to the Amanda Seals Show. I'm Amanda Seals, joined by the Miami, Florida boy.
2: DJ
1: Nails, super excited about this announcement right here. Will Smith made the announcement on his Instagram. They doing a bad boys for... Listen to this.
2: Yo, I got an announcement. Y'all better stop scrolling, seriously. Oh, this is... I'm hype. I'm hype. All right, hold on. I'm going to give y'all a hint. I'm give y'all a hint. Oh! That's my jaw. I wish I was you, not knowing what I'm about to show me. Oh shit! Oh, I'm pulling in. I'm pulling in. It's about, time. Marty Ma! it's about that time. Money, 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 money. there! What 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 money man? What up, man? Hey, it's about that time. It's about that time. It's about that time. It's y'all. official, y'all. Y'all know what it is, right? It's official. Bad Boys for for life, life, baby! That's right. For life! It's official. That's
1: right, you Now, I get excited about this because you know where the original Bad Boys takes place. It takes place in Miami. they Miami-Dade detectives and police officers, you know? And then also Martin and and Will Smith, the Fresh Prince of Bel Air, and then Marty Marr. Like, come on, man. How could you not be excited about this? I'm
0: cool. I'm cool. I mean, not, not... I'm just like alright y'all make the movie I mean listen it's like earned 426.5 million dollars as a franchise worldwide so clearly you know this is a franchise that they're gonna keep investing in because as we've seen movies and whatnot are not making the money they used to but Martin Lawrence said for us to come together and prove that we can deliver and we can pull people into the box office that two black stars two sitcom stars could make money at the box office was huge so congrats to these brothers Um, I just Will Smith just be doing so much that sometimes I'd just be like, I'd be feeling like uncomfortable. (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot going on here.
1: Well, he, he, he's, su- so, he's super extra right now You know The Eagles about to play in the Super Bowl And then also he Philly <laughs> AF Did you hear him talking about John? This is my John He did say <laughs> he did say this is my John <laughs> oh,
0: There it is There's the West Philadelphia <laughs> Monterey.
1: <laughs>
0: Stick around y'all man Stick around because we got more show for you We're going to be taking some calls And uh, we also Had somebody say A real wild phrase Natural bodies are for poor females, and I just don't—I don't know what that's about. And so we got to talk about it when we come back. The Amanda Steele Show. We up, we up, we up. Welcome back to the Amanda Seals show. I am Amanda Seals, joined by Mister
1: DJ Nails. Um, Nails, can you actually DJ? Yeah, 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 yeah. I ain't gonna lie. I haven't been in a club for a little bit. I've kind of pulled away from the clubs after the pandemic. But um, mm.
0: yeah, DJ to be crazy. Yeah, because in the I saw club. a video of Khaled DJing, and people were like, "Ooh, that <laughs> but D and the J cat- don't stand for this jockey." <laughs>
1: Y'all really can spin. He's a turntablist, though. Like, he can scratch and stuff,
0: though. Okay. All right. Well, you know, uh, I'm glad to hear that your DJ does not sound for like Don Juan nails. It stands for disc jockey nails.
1: Yeah. Yes. Facts.
0: (laughs) All right. So, okay. Nails, this lady on the Instagram, no, she was on the Twits, on the Tweeters. And she put out this phrase Natural bodies are for poor females. I said, What I said Now what do you think That she said In saying that
1: First off Her name on Twitter Is goaded throated Or something like that So that just says A lot right there Awesome. Uh, that says a lot right there But my second statement When it comes to that right there It basically lets me know That she is insecure as hell
0: mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah That sounds like body dysmorphia for me And she's just telling herself Like, you know what? This is how it could go down Natural bodies are for poor females Well then call me at the bottom Because baby, this bottom is natural <laughs> like, I just think this is such an egregious statement Because It basically says that how you were born is not enough and that if you didn't make any changes to your body, that that's a reflection somehow of your monetary status versus of your spirit status versus of your security, your self-love status. And I will tell you, the fact is you can do both. You can change your body and still have self-love and you cannot change your body and still have self-love and it's really more about and wait to wait till i say this because it's gonna sound corny it's really about how rich you are in your own security (laughs) not how rich you are in stocks and securities you feel me
1: yeah i feel you on it but that did sound corny but i did feel you on that though (laughs) I do feel you. Because also think about this. What does she have to say to women who already have banging bodies that ain't spent a dime on it? It all came natural from grandma and mama's genes.
0: Word. Like, what does that mean? Like, at that point, is it just that they got lucky and that they need to do, do something just to show that they got money? Girl, you don't sit your fake booty down with that BS. She needs to go somewhere with that. But she knew she was going to get a response and she got it. But what do you all think? Hit me up. one 855 amanda eight. That's one 855 26328. Now, you know, we on in Houston. There's a lot of bodies that have done a lot of things with the knife in Houston. But I want to hear from you all. Do you feel like that's a reflection of you having money, or is that just a reflection of you having a, a preference on how you want your body to look? Hit us up. one 855 262 6328 See Amanda Seal Show, and we're gonna be talking about more Black History Month things when we come back. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up what's up y'all it's the amanda seals show i'm amanda seals joined by
1: i'm nails what's going on
0: Well, what's going on is that it is Black History Month and we have been celebrating all month long with all different types of things. And one of those things is we are shouting out folks who are feeling black and proud. And we are asking y'all to call in and tell us why you are black and proud. So make sure to give us a ring, 1-855-262-6328. We also have my homie, the young genius, the Gen Z historian, Khalil Green, joining us tomorrow for a little segment called Bet You Didn't Know, where he is going to give us a little known fact about history. I'm so excited. If you follow him on Instagram, or TikTok, you already know that he is brilliant, so we're so happy to have him on the show. Now, coming up next, Alabama schools are Alabama-ing and they canceled a Black History Month event with an award-winning black children's author and we are going to talk about it when we come back because it is preposterous and we're on the radio in Alabama, so we need to get into it. Stick around right here to the Amanda Seals show. The Amanda Seals show. We up. we up. we up. I'm your favorite comedian and common
2: sense
1: specialist, Amanda Seals. I'm DJ Nails. Happy Friday Eve. Yes, sir. Let's get into some black hair news.
0: What we got coming up?
1: All right. Coming up, we are talking about Alabama schools. They're canceling a Black History Month event with an award-winning Black children's author. Mm, mm,
0: mm. I'm not surprised because it's Alabama, but we still, we got to talk about it because by 2023, this should not be happening. What else we got going on?
1: Lil John he says that Live Nation is screwing with him with his Lovers and Friends Festival. A lot of us been talking about that festival too.
0: Doesn't surprise me because Live Nation is full of it, full of it. We've also got the big up, let down coming up, so you know you got to find out who's going to get the big
3: up, big up, and the let down.
0: And just to give you a little hint, the big up is not going to a person; it's going to a porpoise. Stick around for that, and stay connected with us on all social media at Seal said it. Listen, laugh, and learn, y'all. It's the Amanda Seal Show. Welcome back, y'all. It's the Amanda Seals Show. I'm Amanda Seals, your favorite comedian and common sense specialist, and I'm joined
1: by... EJ Nails. Let's jump into this black Eric news right here. This is starting to become a trend in all these red states as we mm-hmm. see Ron DeSantis in Florida trying to keep uh, African-American studies out of AP classes and now an Alabama school has canceled the Black History Month event with an award-winning black children's author. What is going on?
0: It's really just the consistent behavior of these people People being funny style. And we... So basically, the Hoover City School District just had... Book this man, Derek Barnes, who is a New York Times bestselling author and who's really just been out here doing his thing. He was booked since last year in April and he was supposed wow. to be coming to the Alabaster City Schools in Hoover, which, by the way, is like a suburb outside of Alabama that's very hoity-toity and snooty. And he was supposed to speak at like 11 schools and three libraries and doing all of this. And of course, there's money attached to all of this. And then they just, boom, tried to cancel him, claiming that it had to do with contract. And that he hadn't like provided them something with the contract, but it actually ended up not being the case nails. It turned out it was a parent who had complained saying that he was not somebody that they wanted speaking to their children based on his Instagram posts. And if you go to his Instagram, if you go to his Instagram, go to Derek Barnes, Instagram, you will see that there is nothing problematic about his posts. It's him with his kids, supporting his kids and promoting his books. And it really is again, a continuance of what we're seeing around this nation with the burning of books, with the banning of books, with them removing books from libraries, with them actively seeking to prevent stories that are related to black history from getting to be told to black children, to white children, to all children. And it really is no bueno. Barnes, of course, doesn't buy the explanation. He said, of course, he believes it's a part of the nationwide trend of limiting access to books that feature black protagonists. And he is still going to be speaking at the libraries there. So if you want to support him, please make sure to go out there and support. Um, And you can also make sure to contact the Hoover City school's superintendent um, because the superintendent Dewey I believe his name is um Miss Dr. Fowler the, su- the the superintendent's name is Dr. D Fowler and you can reach him at 205. 205- 439 and you can share your annoyance whether you live in Alabama or not about him and his administration's decision to do this on such short notice and of course with no real reason other than racism yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, somebody who is making some calls himself is Lil John. And when we get back, we're going to talk about how he feels about Live Nation with his Loving Friends Festival. Because he's not having it. It's the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seals Show. We are, we are, we are. Welcome back to the Amanda Seal Show. I am Amanda Seal. Now talk to us about Little John,
1: one of my favorite people. So yeah, Little John, he is saying that Live Nation is screwing with him over the Lovers and Friends Music Festival. So I'm seeing TMZ has obtained a copy of a letter from Little John's team. He sent over to uh, Live Nation. They were promoting this whole festival. You know, Lovers and Friends record. Tell me again. That's his record. They named this music festival after his record and he's not involved in this at all.
0: And he has a real big problem with that as he should. I mean, I'm not saying that he even has a case here because it's words. It's not like he trademarked the words Lovers and Friends. But I mean, this is a very big festival that has a lot of names of people that he knows, which by the way, I feel like we need to go to them and be like, don't play the festival and and hold me down. He got Nelly in there, Missy Elliott, Mariah Carey, Pitbull, Usher, Christina Aguilera, 50 Cent, Boys to Men, Amariyon, Bow Wow, just to name a few. So, you know, this is really funny style and I don't know how this gets sorted out other than Lil John becoming the person at the helm of the festival and they need to cut him a very large check. But will they do it? I truly doubt it because they're really not about being upstanding individuals over there at Live Nation. That's why they're getting sued by taylor swift and all those people so yep. that's what it goes down and uh they're not being lovers or friends and that's and,
1: the case and they, they've had conversations and Lil john said that he and his lawyers thought that they were going to do the right thing but you know as we well, that's see- why we know
0: about it now that's why that's how it ends up in the press because once they stop doing the right thing you got to go now and tell everybody about it because that's really the only thing that moves folks shame that's basically it so there's that. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. This is the Amanda Seal Show. We are wrapping things up. I am Amanda Seal signing off. Thank you all for listening to the show today. Nails, I uh, hope that they all listened, laughed, and learned with us because the topics were variants and I had a good time with them. Hmm. So please anything. keep them calls and comments coming. Give us a call 1-855-AMANDA-8 That's one 262 We're back tomorrow with more Black Your news The Big Up Led Down and our special guest the Gen Z historian Khalil Green will be stopping through. Don't forget to call and tell us what you love about being Black and proud so we can play your calls all month long for Black History Month.
1: And if you missed any part of the show, you can listen to it it's an, in its entirety wherever you get podcasts. All right. Just type in the Amanda Seal Show podcast available wherever you get your podcast. Stay connected with us on social media at Sealset Set it at Seal Set it on all social media platforms. Have yourself a great Friday Eve.
0: Remember, we are each other's business. When we look out for each other, we lift each other up. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up.